We live? We recording? We're doing it? We live in the interwebs? Do we do it? Are we, are we famous? I think we are. Not according to my link. We're going to be well, live in a second, though. I'm ready. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, All we're right. live, everybody. Hi. Hey, welcome to Nobody Watches Everything. What's up? This is the live uh, version of the show that we do on the internet. This is it, except now the sun's out. So it's perfect. <laughs> Sun's now it's up, nobody watches out. nobody watches everything so it's yeah <laughs> welcome to the show you guys welcome to the big show welcome to a look inside our lives um let's uh let's start right away by introducing ourselves ladies and gentlemen i am one of your hosts rick matthews and it's my honor and privilege to introduce my co-host my partner in this horrible journey we've decided to embark upon <laughs> mr clayton williams everybody. what is up everybody there he I'm, is I'm, I'm clayton this is me um oh, that's him that's him um so yeah our movie welcome to the live show you guys first of all thanks for joining us this afternoon yeah um, seriously you taking your time away from your busy schedules and like whatever it is you're doing out there i hope you're enjoying a nice lunch with us and i hope you are i hope you're enjoying a nice late lunch early dinner maybe you're on a dinner break maybe you went out for some drinks maybe 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 you quit your job today and said the only thing that's going to get me through this downward spiral i've embarked upon is listening to two fat guys talk about the worst movie ever made (laughs) i thought that uh last week's episode was the worst and this is somehow worse no, every week is the worst movie we've ever watched, and it keeps getting worse, and I can't take it anymore. If our next movie isn't like Varsity Blues, I'm going to lose my mind. Because <laughs> that's the wanna, best movie ever made. I want to know how this works. Like, I, I'm, I'm almost impressed on how bad they get. Like, there's somehow... Yeah, I can't. It's like a magic trick of just getting worse. It, it, it is... It's a feat. I, I can't believe it, it could happen. And I'm so proud of the the universe, if, if that's a thing I can say. Yeah. No, I'm not proud of the universe at all. Fuck you, universe. I'm coming for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming for the entire universe. Oh, shit. You're Thanos now. <laughs> I am. But also at nighttime, I'm coming on behalf of the entire universe. So <laughs> that's a dirty sex joke. 2 p.m. sex jokes, not safe for work. <laughs> that's um, first. Speaking of not safe for work, um, let's give this movie a proper introduction. Um, this is the 1998 film Lethal Ladies Return to Savage Beach, everybody. Um, directed and written by Andy Sedaris, who's probably the worst person on the planet. I'm glad he died after making this movie. <laughs> Um, he deserved it. If you want to know what lethal stands for, because it is lethal, ladies, it is a, uh, it is legion to enforce total harmony and law. Lethal. So the enforcing total harmony and law, it stands for to kill someone because it's yeah. lethal. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie, it's it stars a bunch of people you've never heard of, um, and never should hear of, and also. NWO black and white <laughs> Buff Bagwell himself shows up. Yes. And insanely enough, he is the Leonardo DiCaprio of this movie. He I <laughs> cannot believe that Marcus Buff Bagwell is the best actor in any movie ever. He is the only one who seems to get it. He's the only one who seems to know how to read or speak. Yeah, and- he can speak clearly. Um, he's the only one that doesn't look directly into the camera while he's talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that. God damn it, Clayton Williams, <laughs> and to everyone listening out there on YouTube, um, don't even don't just. I don't even understand how the world works while this movie exists in it. It's it's dude. This movie so, is dark matter. So we watched the first one. That was actually a lot of fun. It's it's cheesy. It's silly. It's a it's a it's a classic '80s titty picture. You know how they work. They just they said we got to make a movie around boobs and we're gonna figure it out. Okay, you made an action film. It's super weird and it's super funny. This movie, I th- it feels like they figured out that the other movie was supposed to be funny, or they they realized that people were laughing at it and they thought you know what we're gonna get in on the joke 
but they didn't know what the joke was. And this movie is a goddamn mess. It's, no, it's fucking it's, awful. Uh, they, I mean, they, the boobs are 74 times bigger in this movie than they were in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> the boobs, the explosions. It is a bigger production. Like, there's definitely like explosions are nonsense. There's so many crazy explosions for things that I don't feel should explode. Like, I the dirt bike had 14 tons of dynamite inside of it when they exploded <laughs> the dirt bike. So we gotta we gotta get into the beginning. There's of so the much. Yeah, go ahead, pace us out, Clayton. Pace us out. So we don't so we don't ruin everything. <laughs> so the beginning of this movie starts with like a James Bond-esque theme song. Uh that song. It is it I, I will say this the music, like the songs for the movies are the best parts of the movie. Like it is so like cheesy and weird, and it's just like return to Savage B. And it's like, what is going on? Mysterious but- times on Savage Beach, Savage Beach, <laughs> bikinis and jeans. So it starts like, I'm like, all right, this is going to be weird. They, they got this song. This is pretty great. And it opens with like two people like this is the fucking thing it opens with these like people standing around a uh, tv vcr and it's like uh uh, they're trying to capture some terrorists who are trying to steal stuff from the lethal ladies which is foolish if you ask me i love that it's like this crazy like they think this is super high tech it's just like you just put a videotape of like computer animated like it, it it's so bad and their cover for this time is that they're a uh, a relationship or a sex hotline uh, radio station. Yeah, and that's all they don't they just have like walkie talkies to talk to each other? Like they're giving all their secret signals out over a, a radio station that goes global. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I get it. You're covering it up with just like, oh, you might have to change your relationship on the outer shore or something, but it's still like, who would be just listening to this radio station in the first place? Like in the first, is that movie, what Loveline was this whole time? Yes, Loveline. Adam Carolla and Drew actually talking to secret agents about teenagers with gonorrhea. I knew it. You, you cracked you the code. <laughs> if you're gonna touch yourself, use the North Star. We. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> I think. It is so weird. And like the first movie, their cover, um, which I don't even think they had a cover until the end of the movie where they opened a restaurant or they had a restaurant in the first movie. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You all live in Hawaii and you have a, 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 a state, but you're a fucking government agency. That's the crazy part about it. It's like, you don't have to hide that you're going to take out terrorists as a government agency through a sex radio station. Like, what kind of sense... Like, could you imagine if any real, like, military programming or any, like, like activities were just happening to go off of KISS 98.5? Like, Nicholas you know, Piccolis? And- got- <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, we're gonna bomb Kuwait, but we're using, like, Taylor Swift song. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's so convoluted. Yeah, North Korea is singing to South Korea. We're never, never, never getting back together. (laughs) That's it. That's what it means. You don't think that it's a secret wink when you say, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. That was clearly a mark talking about a general who is dealing with a spy situation. Oh man! Right. So then, so then the movie starts, and pretty much it's downhill from there. It's once the movie starts, it doesn't get any better. It's, it doesn't. It's just a torpedo into the ground. Um. All right. So I don't know. I the order of this movie is crazy because, like, my notes are out of. They seem like they're out of order, but really, this movie is just out of order. This it really is. is edited out of order. It is shot out of order. 
the one dude is the most jacked man I've ever seen in my entire life. Are you talking about Doc, the, the long hair guy? Yeah. Yeah. He is. So when they, they introduce him, I literally was like, this guy is overly ripped. Like he is, he somehow, he gets out of a pool. Like they introduce him by climbing out of a pool and he is just glistening in oil. And I was like, man, you would never expect him to be wet. He was just like two jack. And it was. Yeah, the water didn't touch him. He slid right through the water like a dolphin, I think. Yeah. And he came out and he was dry. But man, <laughs> this dude had muscles in places where I didn't even know that existed on a man. Like he has, like he made me feel things. I'm like, man, I need to rethink everything in my life up to this point. I was like, God damn, sir. And then he started acting. And I was yeah. like, oh, I get it. He's a robot. Because <laughs> man, this dude is was dumb. He, every single person in this movie is the dumbest person I have ever seen. Like, there is a consistency where everyone is the exact same level of bad actor except for Buff Bagwell. Like, he was so, so good in this movie. He has some, per, he has personality. He's having a good time. And then every other person, and every time a person had to give out a line, because there are so many just monologues and people just, Having to read out, they are. I, I was so proud for all these like these androids or whatever the fuck they are because it seemed like it was so hard to say that many words in order. Like it was just like <laughs> like you could see sweat pouring down their faces from the memory it took to just say these oh. lines about there's a computer chip and then we got to go to a beach and then there's a boat. But I don't know what yeah, the boat they had is. to do. They probably had to do so many reshoots on so many things. Because how many takes does it take? Because and this movie isn't even like the sequel to the movie we just the the first Savage Beach. Apparently, there was like seven movies in between Savage Beach and this one. Right. This is just the first one they called Savage Beach again. They right. were flashing back to shit that I didn't remember. Yeah, they cut. So Buff Bagwell's character is from a movie called uh, The Way of the Warrior or some shit, and he's dressed like the ultimate warrior in that movie, which is just a next level. Like what the fucking Day of the Warrior. That's the name of that movie. And it's like, there are, this movie has this many fucking like sequels and they're all just this is a whole, out. this is a whole universe. This is like the Marvel universe, but for people that had severe head injuries, <laughs> giant boobs, severe head injuries. It's like the bigger the head injury, the bigger the boobs, the bigger the muscles, the, the bigger, bigger the role in this movie. Like, yeah. The- <laughs> Like, I just stopped wearing a helmet. You're in. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, it is nuts. Like, when you... So, you, everyone has code names, but it doesn't make really sense. Really bad code names, I might like, add. There's Cobra, Doc, Tiger. Uh, Willow Black. Willow and Black. Like, I think that's just her real name. Oh, I have a lot to say about this one because I did some research on her. and On holy, Julie Strain? On Julie Strain. And... Boy, is it depressing. But we'll- she, did, did she just die this year? Yes, she did. Oh, She died on my dad's birthday. Oh, my God. All right, so we're already going to just talk about it. So Let's while, jump in. Well, looking up Julie Strain. So la- last year, the same month, it was almost a year to the day, they claimed that she had died last year, and she didn't. She had had a... Um, she had fallen off a horse years ago or whatever because she does like stunts and she had fallen off a horse and she was suffering from dementia from that injury like years later and they said she died last year and then she dies a year later almost to the exact date that they said she died like what the fuck is going like that is insanity and this movie is just full of weird fucking people who only have worked in this movie. And I was just like, man, that is a deep, dark thing to happen to this stupid ass movie about titty uh, agents and, and espionage. This, <sighs> Oh, that's nuts to me. That is The whole thing is crazy to me because at first I thought the coolest thing about this was that like the guy that's like acting with her in this scene, um, he's got a really weird name. Um, it's uh, well, it's, it's played by Kevin Eastman. 
Yes. It's Harry the Cat. She calls him Carrie the Cat. And I was like, wait a minute. And I looked him up, and he's the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And yes. her husband. Yeah. Yeah. She was married to him. And but this he- guy's like a millionaire. Like, this guy doesn't... Yeah. Like, this guy, like, co-created... Like, he and another guy sat down and said, let's come up with a fun idea. And they came up with four turtles with the names of fucking artists from the Renaissance period. And it kind of caught on. I don't know if you guys know that or not. <laughs> it it, it, it was a big thing still. This guy's silly idea really freaking caught on. And he married this gigantic woman. Like, she was six foot one. Yeah. Uh, she was a tall lady. I can't believe I'm learning all of this stuff now. So go on about that. I just had to interject because I had to talk no, about her it, husband for a second. It's That's nuts. I love that that so much behind the scenes stuff about these movies and the actors in these movies are so much more fascinating than the movie. Like her story could be a movie in itself. Like we could be watching a movie about Julie State or Strain or whatever. Instead, we're watching this movie that makes no sense that is using clips from a movie from 20 years ago for that movie. And you're like, what the fuck is like every character every character i i thought the first movies like nudity was gratuitous and just it was gratuitous ish but then like we're laughing because it started with a lot of nudity and then they cut the nudity off Mm -hmm. right was that this this one was that one of our other horrible movies we had no that was that was uh that was the first savage beach where it's like after after a while it just becomes a regular like weird action movie that they have this movie has so much random nudity and so much just like there's sex scenes in this one and it's like this is like man i used to stay up late and watch these movies on cinemax like right it's so bad but like i've seen really bad pornos that had better plots in this movie like really bad pornos yeah you like i don't i can't even see how people would think this is sexy because it's it's weird like it is like you see this and you're like the first shot of cobra she comes out to talk to doc and she just pulls her titties out and she's like this i gotta go somewhere pulls her titties out and then puts on a dress shirt and then comes right back and then does it again or she she works as a stripper so it was like what that's you, her cover yeah yeah, yeah she's a her, stripper her cover's a stripper like so i was like why did you just get naked like what what just happened like why did like the fact that I said that so much in this movie of just like, why did this person just get naked? Like the one of the people who turns out to be like a, a secret agent, you think she's a villain in the movie. Everybody in this movie has a, a surprise. It's There's so many twists. And like you first time you see her, she is completely naked in a hotel room. She has a, uh, a pizza box <laughs> for like a heating of a pizza. And she puts on this like red patent leather outfit that makes. Oh, I read about that outfit. She brought that from home. Of course she did. Of course she. That was did. her outfit. That was just her outfit. That was in the I, trivia for this movie. I read that uh, that outfit she put on was just her outfit from home. I believe that because none of this stuff makes any sense for what they're wearing. Like there's a lot of just like weird leather in the movie that just weird is butter. like what the fuck especially for jungle activities like it, it is insane but she puts on this red outfit in rollerblades pause and then- pause i i apologize the red leather outfit that sophia's seen wearing when she's rollerblading is actually from julia strain's wardrobe collection Oh, that was Julia Strain's outfit. My Julia, bad. Julia Strain is the MVP of this movie silently. She, she might be the MVP of Hollywood. I think so. She's not good, but <laughs> apparently she's not a good horse rider either. <laughs> I love that her story is so similar. In, in ways to Christopher Reeves as she's just like, yeah because <laughs> she got everything she got because of a superhero yeah she didn't write and yeah. <laughs> like married a comic book artist and and became a hero and then died from it it's we're talking a lot of shit about Julia Strain even though she brought the red leather outfit to the table and you know what I apologize speed. Julie 
You did. You did what you could. This is somebody's mom. I feel like a dick now. Like, <laughs> I feel bad for this this kid, whoever their, her child is, because of this movie. This is. I feel bad when someone's like, "Who are your parents?" Yo, my dad created Ninja Turtles. What? Who's your mom? Yo, have you ever seen Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Yeah, what do your mom do? Like, I'm telling you, Ninja Turtles is the best. I grew up, you're like, okay, we get it. You're, you know what it's like? Also, it's, it is so, like, cliche for, like, some nerd-ass uh, comic book writer to marry this, this type of just, like, playboy penthouse type of person who's just like, yeah. I want of course to he her. did. Yeah, of course. He's like... I am now a millionaire. I'm going to marry the biggest, fakest, titted woman I've ever met. She's going the to be the biggest, <laughs> fakest, titted woman in the world. That's actually what she's billed as. That's what she used to. She used to perform at carnivals as <laughs> the biggest, fakest, titted in the. Like, I don't feel like he's tall. Like uh, Kevin Eastman doesn't look tall, and like he's just he's like, yeah, I'm gonna walk around with this statuesque woman who looks like She-Hulk a little bit. And... <laughs> a little bit, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, if she was green, full-on She-Hulk. It is... It is so wild. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from Julia Strain and that... Okay, that... So, yes, this chick makes these people who work for this government agency that's supposedly elite, she just walks in the front door and says, hey, I'm handing out pizza samples. Try my ginger ale. And these people take these clearly empty cups and then pass out immediately. Yeah, she put she put pills into it. They weren't and, even pills. They looked like folded up pieces of paper. Right. They're like it is. It, it's so weird. And like, first of all, she shows up in a government building wearing that outfit, and no one goes, "What the fuck is happening?" Like this is. She says, "I opened the pizza place downstairs." These people don't know there's not a pizza place in their building. <laughs> They don't know that there's not a pizza place in this building that also just happens to have like stripper on rollerblades who deliver. Like, if I, I would heard- have eaten at that place four times by the time she showed up with free pizza samples, I would have been like, Oh, I know, lady, I know. <laughs> there have been restaurants that open here that you, you're going like, Oh, shit, they have an arcade, yeah, like that's. That's the lowest level of like excitement that people are willing. They're like, a bar has an arcade. I'm totally going. You mean to tell me there's a stripper pizza place that people are on rollerblades and not a single person was like, yeah, I've been there. Like, it it in '98 when they didn't even have the same type of like, come on, you would have known about this. Like, this it's suspicious as shit. She drugs all these people, then she steals. A floppy disk that shows where the location of Savage Beach is, and it's the exact same footage from the first Savage Beach movie. That it, it it's it's so like dumb. It it it's so dumb. Fuck, it's so dumb. It, like she steals this floppy disk. I don't know, like for whatever reason, so they can get the Filipino gold, and then you just see the team who, again. They cut to the Cobra chick at her strip club that she works at <laughs> undercover. And it's just a scene of her stripping. It's just an excuse to get her naked again. That's all it is. That's, that's it. And it, it's so, which, by the way, there's too many Julies in this movie because I think her name is Julia or Ju- Julie or Julia, like the actress who plays Cobra. Julia it's K. Julia Gulia. Julia K. Smith is the name. Yeah, Julie K. Smith. Yeah, so many that's fucking real Julies. Name. Uh, and she has the distinction of being one of the few women who has been both in Playboy and Penthouse, which blows my mind that that is a, a like a a rare breed of women or like a group where they were just like this is a there's only four women apparently who have been in both Playboy and Penthouse, and I'm like. Do you have contracts for this? Like, I'm sorry, is someone gonna be like, like, um, you, you can't show your titties in this one mag. You gotta only stay on mine. Like, I don't. What, what are you talking? Yeah, I don't think it matters. That's that's not an achievement. I think that is fucking stupid. But they go to that place, and then like she gets picked up by Doc. I think. I, Yo, Doc. Let's talk about him a little bit more. Yes. 
Um, Doc is great. His name is uh, is played by Paul Logan, who is even Buff Bagwell apparently said that he's the most physically fit person he's ever met aside from Lex Luger. Yeah, I'm so glad that like that we're not crazy for just how shocking he is and like how ripped he is because it is now we know how bad of an actor he is would you like to hear some facts about paul logan i would love to hear some facts about here's some paul logan he's a black belt in okinawa goju ryu karate which you can kind of see that in the way he was fighting you know what i mean like he wasn't like he wasn't just like doing it all weird yeah Um, here's this here's the here's the here's the fun facts um he graduated from SUNY Purchase, which is a good school, as yep. a biochem major. And then he went to attend chiropractic school in Los Angeles. And then he took a leave of absence and became an actor and never looked back. All right. This dude, what He's is smart? it? Somehow. This is the exact same thing that happened with Dolph Lundgren. It is. I, only I, different. It's, it's, it's very similar. Like, I don't know what it is about these, like, super ripped uh genius blonde dudes who are just like i'm gonna leave academics and i get it because if you're gonna be humongous and cut up then fucking be an actor or whatever but like if you were you're one's leaving biochemistry and the other one's leaving like (laughs) like uh like rocket science like legit Dolph lundgren is a rocket scientist from mit and it's like what the fuck is up with these people? And they're not from the same place. I think Paul Logan is from New Jersey. Yeah. That's so weird to me. Like, that is legit one of the weirdest things to hear about. And that that, 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 that has happened twice. Like, this is just a random dude who was like, that means he was just getting ripped while also doing biochemistry. Yeah, he was just probably in good shape and he was like working out. It was probably one of those things where someone's like, you should be in the movies. But it was just fucking the Sedaris ruiner of everything. <clears throat> he probably saw me. He was like, I got, I'm going to put you in the pictures, kid. If you about tits. <laughs> He's, it sounds like a scenario that would be in these kind of movies where it's just like, like a scientist who's just pecs are hanging out of a lab coat and then they're just like why are you doing this when you should be in the movie like that's how everyone is seen in this movie and you every time you meet a new person their chest is out whether it's a man or a woman just they do like the craziest zoom-ins on people's bodies it's kind of <laughs> gross in some <laughs> like i've never been more like uncomfortable watching a like a movie like this it is so cheesy and then out of nowhere you're just like a floppy dong in a speedo and yeah. then some big cartoon titties and you're like i don't know what's happening i i we can't even explain what this movie's about well then what happened next they had the these they call them terrorists but it's really this one dude that scowls it's basically i i, I name them scowls and station wagons because that's because that's all that happens <laughs> one dude's got like the worst actor face ever he's like they're like, put on a badass face. It's like, <laughs> so the shootout happens. This the shootout happens. The worst fight. Uh, this oh, they he steals their boat. Yeah, they steal a boat and then they get on water skis or jet skis. I mean, yeah. and they catch them. And then there's a bit of a shootout, and at some point. A remote control car happens. I don't know what oh, happens. Like, yeah, there's so like a remote control bomb. They go about this from land and sea. So like you have it's one a big group. effect. Yeah, one group is chasing the boat on. Um, so they try to steal a boat and they try to steal some, uh, something else from a plane. And so two the two groups go off to chase these different terrorists. And the boat group was on the jet ski. And the other group were on uh, like an ATV and a motorcycle. And it is all the actors doing their own stunts. And I thought that was crazy. Like it doesn't look scary, but it is wild that every actor is doing their own stunts. But it also impressed. I was impressed. It also makes sense that they're all doing their own stunts because where are you going to find stunt people who look like this? Because everyone is so like so just I'm sorry. 
you're not gonna find a stunt woman who has like giant H titties and <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. They were just like, listen, you look too crazy. I cannot find anyone to even remote like like we yeah, don't even have the technology. True. We don't have the technology to pretend that we have fake boobs for you. It's just you, you're gonna have to jump a motorcycle. They just sent them out there and said, "You guys are doing your own stunts." Apparently, a lot of these actors are known for doing their own stunts. Apparently, at least one of these actors did one too many of her own stunts and fell off a horse. Totally straight. <laughs> Once again, your legacy lives on through this movie. I'm coming at her. I'm coming at her. Whore. <laughs> and it just, she just died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, not just like three months ago. <laughs> I'm sorry again. Um, uh, I don't but know. Yeah. Make a, don't make this movie. Don't, if you don't want me coming at you, <laughs> don't make me turn to Savage Beach. <laughs> No, this movie was so bad it didn't even make my wiener happy to watch this movie. It it really do- it I just couldn't think of like cuz yeah, well I guess we're probably the only two people on the planet who have watched this movie objectively. Right. I like I, who I, sat down and went like, "All right, time to dissect Return to Savage Beach." <laughs> it is so so let's just cuz there's so much to talk about that we're missing. We haven't even gotten to Buff Bagwell yet. Like he's, he's our hero of this movie, at least as an actor. So they blow up the terrorists one, and they high five and <laughs> you reveal the bad guy in the movie. Uh, the pizza woman is working with the bad guy in the movie who is, uh, he was the bad guy in the first movie. Yeah, he was, but now he has a mask on. Yeah, he has a Phantom of the Opera mask and you're like, okay, this is stupid. And they're plotting to get the gold from Savage Beach, which was a thing that was he was trying to do. I thought they already got the gold from like at the end of the first movie. I thought they already got the gold. They did, but now there is a gold Buddha and other jewels that they want to get off this. Like, how much gold yeah, was crazy. on this island? Like, we literally saw a movie, and apparently four other movies happened in the between them, and now they've got to go back to Savage Beach because they forgot other gold. So they, they, they have to set up a plot to go to Savage Beach and t- like take this gold. And in order to do this for, for the lethal ladies or whatever, they need the help of Warrior, who is Buff Bagwell. And they pick him up from the airport. Now, he doesn't look the same as he did from the first movie, where he is he... Yeah, because he's not wearing an Indian headdress. Yeah, yeah, he's dressed like Tatanka, and it is the most <laughs> offensive thing in the world. <laughs> maybe, maybe the most offensive thing in the world. <laughs> he is so like, I don't know anything fully about Buff Bagwell's background. I don't believe he, I don't think Judy Bagwell is Native American. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. You don't like, know that. One twentieth. Native American. <laughs> I don't know the st- of Buff the stuff is Native American, but he plays a Native American wrestler. Maybe I don't know, but she gets him from the airport, and he is the only person who knows how to read and act, and that's depressing because that other guy Doc was a goddamn biochemist, and he cannot read for shit. So. That's kind of scary about our education system that we're just allowing illiterate people to get biochemistry degrees. Um, but she picks him up and he's like being an asshole. And at first I thought he was like a bad guy that they decided to work with. But well, he was to her because she was like, the last time I saw you, I arrested you for murder. And he was like, and then they flash back to him killing somebody. And he was like, no, no, that wasn't a federal agent I killed. That was a serial killer that was roaming the Midwest that was posing as a federal agent. <laughs> She's like, okay, you look good with your shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's such a, like every line they have, they always have like, well, no, it wasn't really this. I'm actually this. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So like like later in the movie when you find out that the blonde chick who had the pizza and drugged everybody she's actually a federal agent you're like no you're fucking not like what are you talking about i just saw you kill everybody and they're like no i was just undercover they're alive I'm like okay this, this i guess that's how that works okay but 
Yeah, like she, Julie Strain is all about Buff Bagwell, and she is taller than Buff Bagwell by a landslide. And it's like I, like I was looking up, like it says Buff Bagwell is six one, and granted, she is wearing the craziest stripper stripper heels. The She's entire forty three inch heels, though that's for sure. Yeah, she because she is like towering over Buff. Like I noticed that about a lot of the women, and I think it is just the stripper heels. But like all the men looked very short; they're ripped as shit. But they look like they're only like five six, and every woman was like towering over everybody. And I think Andy Sedaris is was was really into that. Apparently, like I feel like he was just like, "Listen, I need to see glamazons. I need to see giant women, giant men." Just I want them big. Fun. I want them big everywhere. <laughs> Just let them happen. <laughs> Oiled every up. It's, it's it's fucking weird. Bigger, taller, boobier. It's <laughs> Savage Beach. God damn it! Now we're just doing Vince McMahon. Am I breaking up on you? No, Am you're breaking up me. on you right now. Am I freezing or anything? No, you're not freezing for me. Hello. No, you're good. I can see you. Dancing. Am I breaking up? No. Am I? You're you're fucking me up because something's going on right now. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah, but you. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Nothing because this movie's fucking garbage shit. But anyway, so yeah, Buff, Buff Bagwell, Bagwell shows up. <laughs> and yeah, all the are. scenes are him just talking, and he just hangs out. And Julie Strain's character, which is Willow Black, and then I guess it's Black Widow in another movie, and it's like. Did, Either did they just change her uh, her character's name, or it's like, well, I go by Black Widow, but my real name is Willow Black, which is I feel like it's got to be a thing that happened in this this narrative, and it's stupid oh, as shit. Why not? Doc Austin's actually a doctor, and a uh, warrior was once a warrior, and Tiger is a tiger, and Cobra. He's well, Jake the Snake's daughter, <laughs> the one that won't talk to him. <laughs> The one in Beyond the Mat. Yeah, she's like, like I need a friend here for this meeting. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. <clears throat> but she'll hang out with Buff Bagwell. Jason thinks at home, like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Why'd you do it to me, Buff? <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. I want to watch the movie where Jake the Snake Roberts' daughter is now in movies and she's pretending to be a stripper and she hangs out with Buff Bag. We're making so many good movies out of this piece of shit. This is... Yeah, no, we're, we're taking this to the next level. <clears throat> All right, what happened next in this, in this cinematic masterpiece? So they have a... Uh, they, they, all right, I'm just going to say this because... I think we can learn more about what happens in this movie since this movie has such gratuitous nudity. Like there's nudity in every scene. And oh, there's one part really quick before we go to the wonderful thing we're about to go to. There's one part with the, uh, the, the bad guy from the last movie, Mr. Martinez what was his yes. name. It's uh, Rodrigo Martinez. Who's played yeah. by Rodrigo Obregon. Mm-hmm. The one and only Tony. <laughs> the, Award very, the very oh. same. Um, when him and the other girl have some sex, she takes off her. She's like, "Look at my sexy outfit." She pulls off her coat to like reveal the sexy outfit, oh my God. and he like takes his shirt off and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna fuck." And then he puts on a cape, a yes. top hat, has a rose in his mouth just to take it back off and fuck again. And then they go on this the weirdest sex dance craziness. Like it looks like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But it's like if you made two mannequins come to life and just had them try and explain what sex was. <laughs> that is so accurate. Like I, when that happens, because he he's already wearing a fucking just like a Phantom of the Opera mask, and yeah. it's like what the fuck. And then he turns around and he's wearing a Zorro hat and cape. He gives her the rose so that she just drops the rose, and then yeah. They just have this. Everyone has these sex scenes in this movie, where you're right. It's like their hands do not cup over each other. They're just like it's like if they're like doing this. For those of you watching at home, they're like doing this, and he's like got his hands here, and he's got his hands like under here, and like here a little, and she's just like ooh. It's basically like two. Just turned everyone in America on, all, all everyone. 
It's like if a TSA agent was just patting you down to see if you have drugs, but they made that a sex scene. It's just back of the hand touching on body parts. They're just like slowly like, I'm only touching you here. I'm using the back of my hand on your breast. Please don't do it. I am not doing this. It's so awkward. That was actually my last note, but I wanted to make sure we got that out because at this point in the movie, I threw my phone across the room. I just said, just fine, do whatever the fuck you're going to do. And I just, that was, I'm not even kidding. That's what happened. Like I took that note down and I saw that happen. I just threw my phone, sat back and said, just, just do it. This movie was going to, whatever's going to happen, happen. I resigned myself. I basically showed this movie my ass like a dog that gave up and I presented to the movie and said fucking do it it's so weird like I can't even there's... only there was a parental guide to this movie I'm glad you, you brought that up because Segway. seeing that we've most of the movies that we've reviewed there's been like a, a, a unifying element of the parental guidance section of IMDb has been very weird. And this one takes the cake as the person whoever re- put this out there reviews the entire movie based off of sexual scenes and nudity. Because they did so, a great job. They do a fantastic job. And it is so weird. And I think that our, like, whoever this person is, is a, a true hero because. I feel like we would have missed out on so much of the movie without these tales. Like starting off, the, this this section begins with one of the best descriptions I've, I've read in a while. The women appear to have negotiated a bulk rate for the surgeon who inserted the largest breast implants their skins could cover, cheaper by the dozen. Already amazing. Nailed it. Nailed Just, it from the get go. Because. That's a thing that I also just noticed is that none of the boob jobs are good in this movie. Not even kind of good. They're so big and so hard and odd and pointed. It is aggressive. And like everyone looks like they have nipples with gumdrops, like, like our elbow <laughs> with gumdrops on them. That's how they're just big, floppy footballs on their bodies. It's nuts. Oh, let's... Yeah. Okay, I'll read the next one. We'll go. We'll go tit for tat on this one. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Almost every scene in this movie has at least one actor in tight clothing, partially unfastened clothing, or no clothing at all. Most of the actors in major roles are shown topless at some point in the movie by both men and women. Several of the women are shown completely naked, as is one of the men. In two scenes, we see men wearing only skimpy bikini briefs. Oh boy, do we. Yes, we do. <laughs> we never see genitals or pubic hair in this movie, but we do clearly see bared breasts and buttocks many times. <laughs> I can't tell if that one's a complaint or like, just a fact. Like, we never see genitals or pubic hair. <laughs> I guess we can watch this movie. Like, we, do see, we do clearly see bare, bared breasts. <laughs> The opening, scene, <laughs> the opening scene is an underwater shot in the ocean where we see a swimming woman clad in a skimpy thong bikini. We see much of her breasts and buttocks in this and subsequent scenes before she changes out of the bikini. I, these are like, I, <laughs> it's like a romantic, like one of those like Harlequin romance novels where I just love the, just, like just how descriptive and just weird. Like I'm getting a, more turned on by the description than I was by the actual movie. Right? Like a woman is sleeping atop of bed clothed, wearing nothing. We see her get up in a brief, nearly full frontal shot. Only artful, the posing eyes her pubic area. He's all, this person's all about this pubic stuff. Only artful <laughs> posing hides their pubic area. As she slips on a form-fitting dress, we see a bit of her gluteal cleft. What wow. the fuck? That's a butt crack. <laughs> I have a gluteal cleft you wouldn't believe. She walks into the kitchen where her shirtless man is pouring the morning coffee. Like it's their trend. Um, I just want you guys to know that uh, no amount of art proposing can hide my pubic area. 
it they is. haven't invented you, that pose yet. You, <laughs> you just have to use like I can't even what is it, Toporary or what? <laughs> you just need uh, Edward scissor hands to cut it up. The next scene shows a couple. <laughs> I didn't mean to have that many pubes. I just have a big pubic area. <laughs> It's like Joshua Tree. <laughs> a woman is... Nope, that you already read that one. I'm going to read it twice. That's how good that one was. The next scene shows a couple in much the same state as the couple in the previous scene. A topless man interacting with his woman who is wearing a form-fitting dress stretched tight over her erect nipples. Fuck yeah. Mm. Putting my lip on that one. In a later scene, the woman peels off her dress while in semi-secluded backyard. We see her from the hips up in profile, completely nude. This is... Mm. I want to know who wrote this, because this is... Whatever the movie was supposed to be, this is... (laughs) I feel like Blanche Devereaux. (laughs) (laughs) My lord, you're giving me the vapors. This is selling it. This is... Wow! Um, (laughs) The next scene opens with a woman facing the camera while halfway through the process of putting on her wetsuit, her bared upper body quite visible as she wiggles her shoulders into the garment and zips it up. Her man enters the scene wearing only a pair of bikini briefs. He also slips into a wetsuit. Both actors leave the wetsuits partially unzipped, showing plenty of cleavage, pecs, respectively. Respectively. <laughs> respectively. Like cleavage. And, and respectfully. <laughs> I, must, I must add. Um... A woman emerges from the hotel shower. Wait. Yep. Did I skip one? Nope. No. A woman emerges from the hotel shower, toweling off, her breasts clearly visible as she walks towards the camera. As the woman is wearing thong panties, we see her buttocks in the mirror she is walking away from. She slips into a skimpy vinyl outfit that shows midriff, bared arms, and lots of cleavage. She bends over several times in this and later scenes, giving the camera good looks down her cleavage. This is, this mm. is, this is wild. This, this is... Oh. A woman in a topless club pole dances while wearing a bikini, her nipples clearly visible through the top's fabric. She soon removes her top, then proceeds to squeeze and wiggle her breasts. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> She does the truffle shuffle with her breasts. Yeah. <laughs> this only takes us about a third way through the movie. The rest of the movie follows the same pattern. In nearly every scene, at least one person is displaying rather more skin than is typically shown in a mainstream movie. <laughs> and this That's is lazy funny. writing. That was that person. Like, they did so good. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't keep writing this. I cannot keep writing. Because they expected the first Savage Beach. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what they were getting into. That it's all just nudity. And this is the final, this is the final paragraph of this entire section. There is only one scene following this point that expands the scope of the nudity and sex as seen in the movie to this point. In a fireside lovemaking scene, we see a man and a woman completely nude mostly in profile and from behind, but careful camera work, artful posing, and precise control of the shadows allow some partial turns toward the camera without displaying any, you guessed it, pubic areas. The scene progresses from kissing and caressing to the thrust of faux intercourse. Faux intercourse. This this section right here, I don't know it's faux. If you can't see pubic region, they could have very well been just fucking. <laughs> Judging by how high people's bodies are, I hope they're not fucking. Otherwise, their genitals are in the middle of their stomachs. This is I don't know what kind of surgeries they've been through. <laughs> Those the implants were the only things they changed. <laughs> I mean, her genital. She might just have. She might have gone for that belly button to butthole realignment <laughs> vagina. You didn't know about that one? I want that whole area to feel like I'm I'm zipping up a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh 
god. I love that there's my so husband much- wanted me to get this. He calls it the Krang. <laughs> Crawl inside me and control me. <laughs> oh my god. Redder. <laughs> you know where we are. Kevin Eastman just climbing inside. I hate this. <gasps> I can't even. It's just that's the description of all these scenes. This isn't even all the scenes that happen. There are so many, like people have sex in a waterfall, people just get naked. They're on a recognizance mission where they're trying to figure out what's going on on the beach and they just get naked on the beach. There's so much random nudity that happens in this movie and and it becomes this thing where it's like, I can't even think of myself as like a teenage boy thinking this was cool. Like this is clearly that kind of, and it's very clear that Andy Sedaris was not going to be able to finish this, like make this movie without all these, like these titty scenes. Like, because even at the end of the movie where they've handled the business, they figure it out, they've solved, they've saved the day. There's a, there's a bomb on the beach that they didn't know about. And like one of the characters has a medallion and he gets shot and the medallion gets shot. All right. This scene. It's a gold medallion. Gold cannot stop a bullet. One. No. Let's just get scientific about it. The doc should have known that. <laughs> it saves his life. Though he is gushing blood. Like it did not. But there's no him. hole. But there's no. No hole. anything. Like he's just bleeding from. I don't know. The impact of getting shot and it bruises him so much that he bleeds out. Well, like shot him in the shot- sternum, which is directly above his new penis. <laughs> So it's sensitive skin. I get yeah, it. Yeah, so he just had the surgery. But in the scene, the, he's supposed to they're supposed to use this medallion that he's been wearing the entire movie to stop a bomb. <laughs> and they have to file it file down. down. And I was like, I cannot believe we're watching this, where they have it's a real-time scene of a bomb counting down from two minutes. And the bomb doesn't shut the fuck up the entire time. Like the bomb is just like you better get away. There's gonna be a it goes from a two-mile to a 14-mile blast screen. Like, yeah. You better get out of here. It's like, yo, nobody can go two miles in, or can go 14 miles in two minutes. So you might as well just, just do it, just detonate it. And just we'll, we'll be dead. It's like you gotta go. Stop it. I'm telling you, you got like 30 seconds, and they're like, We've got 30 seconds. Like it's a real-time countdown while they try to shave and file down this medallion that has a bullet in it so it fits into this hole so they can turn off the bomb. I'm surprised they didn't stop to bang halfway through to be honest with you. I feel like they did because that's what happens when like right after that uh, Cobra and Doc go over to like they're like oh man we gotta go over here now and then Cobra is talking to Doc and Doc just freezes and she's like oh, you're fantasizing over there? And he's like, well, you know. And then it cuts to this fantasy of Doc showing up to um, a, the strip club from the beginning of the movie, and he's dressed as a burglar. And <laughs> This movie had seven endings. <laughs> oh, my God. And they comment on it. Not only do they comment on it, we'll get to that in a second, but, like, Oh, they have the mask. This... Can we talk about the mask? All right. Yeah, we can skip the crazy sex scene with Doc and Cobra, which is just a, a fantasy that he has on the beach. So they go to take down the bad guy, Rodrigo Martinez. <laughs> and they're all wearing like prom dresses or something. Like, I don't know what they were dressed up for, but they all show up to take him down. And they were take off his Phantom of the Opera mask and it reveals that his face has no burn on it. They explain because in the first movie he gets blown up. So they're already surprised that he survived and he he finds a way to get back on land and he's healed. But it turns out <laughs> the craziest, most unnecessary twist I've ever seen. 
they pull off his mask, Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight up pull off his face to reveal that it is his nephew and not the real Rodrigo Martinez. His Asian nephew, mind you. Like, like Rodrigo <laughs> Obregon, he's just not an Asian man. Like, I know they're Filipino, but at the same but time... there's no relation. No, there's no relation to these two actors. Like, they don't look anything alike. And it's revealed that the nephew shot and killed the uncle and was taking over his life and wanted to steal the Filipino gold that Japan had stolen in the first Savage Beach movie. But But then, in just another crazy ass moment, the real Rodrigo Martinez shows up and he says, Yes, my nephew shot me, but I had a bulletproof vest on. That's why I'm not dead. I'm also good now. And I've been trying <laughs> I've been trying to get this gold to take yep. back to Philip to the Philippines. That's how it happened. <laughs> and, and he's Colombian, by the way. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and, and the one chick, she's like, how many endings are in this thing? <laughs> I think she didn't know the cameras were rolling. She was like, what is happening? I, I laughed so hard at that because it was legitimately like a moment where a person realized something was wrong and you caught it on tape. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, is this movie over? Please say this movie is over. And good Lord, it is. And then the, the, the closing music for the movie. Oh my god, fuck, I forgot. I turned it off halfway through because I wanted to cut myself like a teenager. The movie, the the closing theme is like, which ending is which ending in the movie? It is Savage Beach. (laughs) Return to Savage Beach. It's. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Uh, This was uh, the director's final movie. Um, he died not long after this movie was made. He might have died because this movie was made. It killed him to stop him from ever making another. Well, it was his final movie, but it came out in 98. It said it, he came out right before he died, but it says he died in 2007. So I don't know what the fuck happened between 98 and 2007, but it took him a while to die, probably because of all the endings. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about people in this movie or dealing with this movie that have been reported to die earlier and then have died later. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going to have to watch Day of the Warrior next or we're just going to quit this podcast. I think we might have to watch Day of the Warrior. I don't know. Well, the next time we got to do a live one, maybe we'll watch Day of the Warrior. Julia Strain's in that one. It's Willow Black again. God, the cover for this that movie. one. They're all in that movie. Everyone's back in that movie. We should yeah. watch that first. We didn't do enough research. We didn't because when you see a movie that's called Return to Savage Beach, you assume that it is only the only sequel to Savage Beach and not the 14 other movies that are in the same universe. Like that's our fault. That's our fault for not being good enough film aficionados to know but to know better. It it it's not the it's like people complain about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they're like, which movie should I have to see? Like at the end of the day, you know that these movies are all related because they all have Iron Man or one of the many characters that we know. So it's not that hard. This I didn't even fucking know Buff Bagwell was in more than one of these movies until this movie. Yeah. So I guess being nice like we always are, the one good thing I'll say about this movie is Buff Bagwell can act better than a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Buff Bagwell puts his acting hat on. I can't even, like, he tries. I I think he gets it, I think, because he's a wrestler and he's kind of used to some of the silly shit. Because this is peak WCW era. Like, I'm very surprised that they let him make this movie. But then WCW didn't give a fuck about anything back then. But I was like, holy shit, this movie was made when the should have brought Big Pompa Pump out. I go at it on the beach. I would love to see Scott Steiner being this movie and try to talk to people and he just like he's trying to cup a person's tent <laughs> with his giant arm. I want God. And then he rips his mask off and it's Rick Steiner. <laughs> and everyone's like, what's happening? <laughs> it's not the it's not the big bad booty daddy. It's the bulldog <laughs> 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 big bad booty daddy bulldog baby. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, everyone, thanks for fucking tuning in. Thanks for coming to check us out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking time out of your Wednesday afternoon. Or if you're just listening to this later, um, know that we had a great Wednesday afternoon without you. Yeah. <laughs> we had a picnic. No ants came at all, but a couple of uncles did. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. Thanks to Helium for putting this out with us. Um, thanks for listening. Check out all our other social medias. we got a new episode coming out in two days with mm-hmm. uh, our good, good friend, Mr. Sean Murphy's on that one, where we're watching the movie Maniac, which we're not going to give away any spoilers, but it's not good. And <laughs> It's better than this, though. Everything's going... better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost relatives, and it's been a better experience than this movie. Yeah, like, I've watched some weird things. Like, there's better acting. I much more believe that the lady in the video I'm going to watch later is his actual stepmom. <laughs> mhm. And uh all right, you guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Um check out check out all our other stuff. Nobody watches everything on the everything that we have. You know, you know how social media works. You do. You know what you're doing. Don't be stupid everybody. Don't be an idiot and fuck you, Return to Savage Beach. Fuck you, all the ghosts that are in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> and thank you for the Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. <laughs> thank you.